This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. In a sermon entitled, Without Understanding, preached March 6, 2013, cult pastor Donnie Reagan preached an entire half of a sermon on confusion. I say confusion because, not that this is the title of the section, but because it is exactly what he's trying to do to his own congregation. I could have used the phrase grasping at straws, because it seems to be that he's trying to confuse the people to keep them in the sinking ship just a few hours longer. While one pastor in Ohio contacted us with grace and love that Christ displayed, Reagan is an example of a cult pastor that's now hiding in the shadows. While one asked us by name to come and listen to their testimony of why they still follow William Branham and tried to offer some explanation as to the many mistakes and the the big lies that William Branham told, Reagan, on the other hand, referred to those now standing for the Bible as though they're crying sissy children, not the love and grace that Jesus Christ displayed. And all the while he's screaming at his congregation, keeping them spellbound, screaming like he's a rabid dog, not even aware that many in his own congregation are now able to see through this confusion that he's giving them for what it really is, deception. You see, most of his congregation are now aware that William Branham copied the divine revelations from the works of other men. And they're aware that William Branham claimed that angels met him in his room to deliver these divine revelations. Reagan, on the other hand, would try to prove a negative because he knows that it's much more difficult than focusing on the real underlying issue. The problem is, to keep the people bound in a cult, Reagan is willing to forfeit his soul by preaching on fault with the Word of God. And this is the same congregation that he preached sermons about the Rima and how only the prophet could interpret the Word of God, even though the Bible says it's of no private interpretation. 
In other words, let's confuse them on Scripture because I've already told them, don't open the Scripture. I have three children. They're all very good boys who love Jesus Christ with all their heart. One of them has just learned the invention of lying. And as parents, we have to correct them now and then. But it is a stage of growing. And it's a stage of growing that some men never get out of. Thankfully, my boys have their hearts focused on Jesus Christ, not William Branham, who lied practically on every single tape. If one of them were to throw a baseball through a window and then tell me that he watched as a neighbor kid through it, I'd probably know it was a little fib before you went any farther. But if another one of my boys were to look at him and tell me, Daddy, he lied to you, but that's okay because the Bible has conflict, I'd end up spanking both of them. Magnify that. If the son protecting the one who had the fib were getting paid several thousand dollars every Sunday to tell this fib over and over and over, I'd probably blow my stack. Both need a good old-fashioned woodshed experience. Reagan went through the scriptures, nitpicking the Word of God like it was some two-bit National Enquirer magazine. Because the Word says in some places that the voice Paul heard said, I am Jesus, and in another place the writer wrote, I am Jesus of Nazareth, Reagan cries foul. Yet at the same time he twists the scripture saying that it was the light that spoke. And nowhere in scripture does it say the light spoke. Branham did. He goes through the Bible, mentioning what he considers conflicts, one by one. But he offers the congregation no answers. And even tells them he's not going to. But then, for the false prophet, he gives every single answer. Is the false prophet more valuable to Reagan than the Word of God? Why leave your congregation hanging like this? These cult ministers like Donnie Reagan, they're aware that the paint has started to flake off of the boat, and underneath the paint are boards that are made of straw. They're starting to let the water in, and the ship will inevitably go down, and they are determined to go down with it and get every last penny they can. It is reported to me now that some Branham supporters also are starting up offshore bank accounts hiding the money. Some of the charitable organizations are now either closing down or changing their status to profitable. Oddly enough, William Branham Evangelistic Association, the one that is created in Arizona, not the one that was the front here in Jeffersonville, it no longer shows up as charitable, even though it was active until recently. Like the Pharisees of old, these men are focused on one thing, money. While they claim to be following a man who preached the same message as Paul, they are serving the God of Mammon, while Paul served Christ. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 2, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. How does that statement compare with a sermon that is calling the Word of God contradictory. 
spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him, Christ, everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word. But as men of sincerity, commissioned by God, and in the sight of God, we speak Christ. While Reagan speaks against those who speak for Christ in the Bible, he has essentially became a peddler for God's word. And actually, it's not even the same God of the Bible. They are peddlers of William Branham's word that they call the voice of God, not the word that is the Bible. They seem to have focused their souls for mammon, sold their souls. The word of God, having very explainable translation issues, the word of God should be their absolute. They should explain these things to their congregation, not point out the, the idea that it might have a fault, but explain the fault and explain why it's there. It's called apologetics. Every fault that he mentioned, there are hundreds of apologetics explaining exactly what it is and what happened during the translation. And there are, in the Bible that he read to the people, that was translated from three scrolls that were even fragmented scrolls, they have, now have 4,800 scrolls containing the word of truth. The Bible that he's reading to his congregation is not even as accurate as some of the newer translations. But this is not the case with William Branham. The word of God having explainable translation issues should be their absolute. One book from one writer centuries apart may have minor conflicts with another writer, but the underlying principles of the Bible remain the same from book to book to book. It's not the same with William Branham. In 1960, William Branham said, Many infidels, infidels, Jesus never did claim to be the Son of God, they say. He did there. He said, I am he that speaks to you. That is an accurate statement. Later, the same year, he says, I've heard infidels one time tell me that Jesus never did say he was the Son of God. He sure did. He certainly did. You just don't know your Bible. That's William Branham speaking, and that is absolutely correct. But while one writer may have remembered the story slightly different in the Bible, that same writer does not contradict himself. There may be conflicts from writer to writer because they may be centuries apart. But if I'm writing a book, if I'm writing a scroll, I'm not going to say in the first top of the scroll something that completely contradicts the next part of the scroll. Later, William Branham, after time goes on, he contradicts himself completely on this topic about infidels, infidels claiming that Jesus was not the Son of God. But just a few years later, William Branham calls himself an infidel. He said, 
Jesus never referred to himself as the Son of God. He always referred to himself as the Son of Man. The same thing he just called an infidel. He preached it to his congregation, like a dog to his vomit. He said the very same sentence the very next month. And what was he doing? He was trying to deny the supreme deity of Christ. William Branham. Reagan said that Branham's plagiarism of other men was because that they had just a little truth. And even though Branham claimed that angels from God gave him these stolen statements as divine revelation, Branham was picking and choosing truth from the works of men before him. But this time, denying the supreme deity of Christ, Branham was copying the theology of George Lamza, writer of the Lamza Bible. He was a heretic who denied the supreme deity of Christ. Lamza twisted the words of the true text, and then he chose Gnostic scrolls trying to prove that Jesus was just a prophet, just like the Muhammad of the Islam faith, and Branham believed him. Lamza, in the Bible that William Branham promoted as accurate, he took the dying words of Jesus Christ on the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he changed those words to say, My God, my God, for this I was spared? Did Branham really believe that Jesus Christ did not give the atonement? He taught, after reading George Lamza, that Jesus died as just a man. Because Lamza did. Can a man save us from dying, from hell? Can a man raise us up from the dead again? Lamza didn't believe in the resurrection anyway. The Word of God should never be thrown in the mud like Reagan did. Thrown in the mud to keep his congregation confused to listening to his false teaching. The Word of God is a living, breathing, flowing book. Every word in the book is inspired by God. And it's the absolute word of truth. And we should do everything we can to get to that original inspired word, whether it's finding these 4,800 scrolls instead of reading the King James, which was written from three fragments, and taking Gnostic texts for some of the elements of it. We now have the accurate word of God. Why not read it? Since Reagan was throwing his Bible in the mud, it's evident that he has stopped reading it in favor of the plagiarized words that William Branham stole from the likes of Charles Taze Russell, the cult leader of Jehovah's Witnesses, or Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon Church, or John Alexander Dowie, the Zionist. Branham lied about his own birth date so that he could become the Elisha to Dowie's Elijah. And we're going to listen to this man who lied. Reagan claimed that Branham took the words of Clarence Larkin because he was taking the truths and preaching it. But he never told you that Branham claimed that the angels met him in the tabernacle morning by morning to give him this truth. He never told you that William Branham said, I never knew what was there the day before. And he reads from Larkin's works. 
And when Branham added the messengers to Larkin's dates for the church ages, date by date by date, copied from Larkin, Branham chooses one man who was dead before his church age ever began. Another died before his age ended. Branham was so concerned with popularity and hunting that he didn't even take the time to study his own doctrine. Since Reagan threw his Bible in the mud, I'd like to read from that book. I'd like to dig it out of the mud and clean it up for you because it is the absolute truth. It is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Notice what the writer just said here. He doesn't say, in the days gone by, there was discrepancies in the word, and I'm going to connect, I'm going to correct it through Gnostic texts. He says the word was everything. This word is our absolute. He goes on to say, there was a man sent from God. His name was John. And he came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. Speaking of the light, he was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Speaking of John the Baptist, the writer does not say, a prophet of God came to the people. Oh, he blessed every soul, prophesying about how, many, how long the antlers were and how there were going to be egg-shaped chariots. The writer says that John was just a man. He doesn't even expand on the life and times of John. John the Baptist likely did many great things through the power of God, but John is not the focus. William Branham should not be the focus. The focus is coming next. He says the tr the writer says the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Now let me pause here because I hear your message programming kicking in. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. That's exactly what they did with William Branham. Oh, hallelujah, the mighty prophet. No, we're not in Islam. This is not Muhammad. This is speaking of Jesus Christ. This is referring to Jesus Christ, not John the Baptist. John was not the focal point that these cult pastors would have you believe. There is one focal point, and that is Jesus. The writer goes on, But to all who did receive him, all, all who received Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. All who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The writer does not say, 
all who believe John the Baptist, the Elijah of Malachi 3 and 4, the writer is speaking to those who would receive Jesus. John did not save them. Jesus did. No doubt there were many among the people who did not believe John the Baptist, and yet they were saved by believing Jesus Christ. But I'll go a step farther. I seriously doubt John the Baptist lied to the people in every sermon. I seriously doubt he made up invented stories about his own childhood that weren't true. I seriously doubt he plagiarized the works of others and claimed them that angels came down from heaven to give him these revelations. John did one thing, and that was say, prepare the way, Christ is coming. John was filled with the Holy Ghost. I take that back. The Holy Ghost had not came yet. John was filled with the Spirit that was pointing to the Jesus that would send the Holy Ghost. But here's the good part. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory is only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, not full of lies and deceit. It says, John bore witness about Him and cried out, This is He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was given before me. For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, who are we going to listen to? Are we going to listen to a man making money off the people by pointing to a false prophet that calls himself an infidel? A false teacher who's willing to sell his soul to the devil by taking his Bible and throwing it up and down in the mud just to lift up a false prophet? Or are we going to listen to the Word of God that is the absolute Word of Truth? I'll let you decide. Oh.